Hey everybody, welcome back to a whole new episode and a whole new question of 22 Minutes of Transformation. I'm Sean Patrick and I'm here with Karen Mills Austin. Karen, it's a new week. How are you doing? It's a new week. I'm I'm wonderful. Mm. I really am. I'm wonderful in this moment. Yeah. Yes. Moving forward into a a new week uh, with a spirit of transformation, with a spirit of uh, what is the word? What is the word I'm feeling today? Uh, I feel like it's eager and enthusiastic. I, I mean, I'm eager for, I'm eager for transformation this week, um, yes, in an excited yes. way, not in a desperate way. <laughs> um, that eagerness that Abraham Hicks talks about, I think that is such, it's a word that I don't use at all. And then when I hear her use it, I know exactly how it feels and it, it, eagerness is about moving forward, isn't it? About discovering. It's like being um, childlike, you know? Yeah, and I can tell, and we'll do this as a question one week, but I can tell if I'm eager from excitement or eager from desperation, you know? And there's oh, times yeah. that I'm eager, it's like I need this now because I need something to change how I'm feeling, or it's eager because mm. I just just know when I'm excited for for more good. And right now I feel like yes. I know that over our conversation, it's going to be more good. So I'm, I'm eager, excited, not eager, desperate. <laughs> good. Um, good. <laughs> so what is the question? So here's the question. Perfection, human or divine? Now I, human perfection does not exist. And I believe our, our pursuit of that or our, uh, uh, mart like dying on the cross to be perfect. I don't, I don't know what the phrase is, but that's going to cause you so much suffering. And I really do believe that as humans, we know on an intellectual level, perfection doesn't exist, but we continue to strive for it over and over again, always to be disappointed in somebody else <laughs> or in ourselves. And it's a, uh, it's a never ending. It, 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 it never gives you, you, you never get to get it perfect. Yes. And I don't, I don't know if enough human beings understand that there is not perfection in our humanness, that there is perfection, um, in, um, when we remember that we're divine beings. Um, and, because we're always striving for it, right? We're always, I was just thinking about this show. Do you remember the show called Bridezilla's? And it was oh, yeah. about, yes, yes, women, men getting ready for their wedding day. And remember, the intention always for a wedding day is for it to be perfect, which is... Um, which doesn't always happen. It doesn't always happen. I just went to the wedding of my nephew, and because there was so much love in the participants, love from the wedding planner, everyone, it was just a field of love. It looked like that wedding was perfect. It looked like every, and by perfect in that sense, I'm talking about perfection, everything being in order. Mm -hmm everything being in order, that everything is working out, that it's pure, that it's wonderful, that it's flawless. And, um, but, and when I'm talking about perfection, I'm talking about growing up in a time when my parents and my grandmother expected me 
to behave a certain way, to look a certain way, to dress a certain way, to speak a certain way. And if I didn't, I was, I was told that I wasn't perfect. I was told that I was not perfect and I needed to work on myself. I'm trying to think of what my experience with perfectionism was because there definitely was a, there definitely was a pressure to be good and in mm-hmm. good, you know, is good just another word for perfect? There was definitely a, there was definitely a story of being good, being well behaved, being well mannered, being uh, yes. you know, good in school, etc. Uh, but perfect, I don't think perfect was a word that was in my household. But what I do know is, where however much it existed in me, I heard an incredible affirmation when I was in my early twenties, and I've ridden that the whole way (laughs) the whole way throughout my 20s and now in my 30s which is i allow good enough to be good enough and that's a really important oh that's beautiful yeah and and i and i mean it when i say i allow good enough to be good enough i don't allow a bad effort to be good enough i don't allow sub standard to be good enough but good enough is good enough and and i know within myself when i've reached good enough and when I'm striving for perfection and good enough is good enough. And you know, one of the four agreements is always do your best. Mm -hmm. That's good enough to me. This word perfection that I will never strive in the human element is drove me into things like if I was doing a party, the plates had to look the same. The glasses had to look the same and be the same. The napkins had to be folded. They had to be cloth. They couldn't be, they couldn't be paper. It's those kinds of things. I, and, and I know I've watched a lot of British television and there's a, a perfect number that is to sit at a dinner table, right? You can't have 13 people there because it throws things off. This is what I have that I'm grateful for, that I've let go of all that. Mm. I am perfect in the mind of God, and that's good enough for me. That's doing my very best. So I'm very conscious of showing up in excellence for that moment. Yeah, and I've I've always been drawn to and cultivate a relaxed and informal atmosphere so hearing some of your examples then and you're absolutely right i'm sure there's many a british high tea or dinner i could go to where there's a certain way people (laughs) are wanting it to look i i am just not drawn to that i love informal i love casual i love speaking you know you spoke about the wedding i more so want there to be a great feeling in the room. And oftentimes I've come to see that great feeling is cultivated by the absence of matching plates, perfect Mm -hmm. numbers. So I I probably rebel against that on purpose and I would purposefully want odd plates, (laughs) odd glasses, some random chairs around the, the dinner table. That really, that excites me more knowing that I'm cultivating a space which is... Uh, purposefully imperfect because I believe it's more welcoming. I love that. And, you know, I actually have moved into that direction Mm. (laughs) over these last several years of, in fact, I went out purposefully 
and got, I was having a dinner party and I got 20 napkins and they were all different. Yeah, and I was so happy to have something like that. I know that I can put different plates on the table. And you know, the style is to put different chairs around the table. It's very eclectic. It's, it's sort of cool. And I know that there are uh, another example of this perfection was that I couldn't come home with a B on my report card. Mm. I couldn't do it. It, I had to make straight A's and it, it created what I'm calling right now anxiety in me. And I just know that it's the grace of God that I didn't hold on to any of that stuff. When I moved from my human perfection to my divine perfection, I became free. I mean, I really became free. I began to um, do things just because I was expressing this divine expression through me. Which is very, which is very important to me. It's there was a time when I was growing up. My father used to always wash his car. He taught me how to wash my car. When I would come to uh, the house, even now, he wants to see if my car is clean or not. Those are that's what I had to move away from. And there are times now my car is dirty right now. And guess what? It doesn't bother me anymore. (laughs) You know, (laughs) Um, and that's okay. Um, And that. Yeah. And that's the that's the other affirmation, I guess, or just, you know, saying in my head where I'll actually accept with myself. Maybe I don't care if my car is clean, like and it's allowing myself to actually not only overcome the external but to actually yes. have a really great intimate conversation with myself where I say hmm after all these years it's occurred to me I guess I don't care if if that is like mm-hmm. that or that is like that yeah. and I'm always reminded on this topic uh a book by Kyle Cease called I hope I screw this up that yes. is uh that's one of my favorites because it it teaches to embrace imperfection it teaches, mm-hmm. Yeah, it teaches to embrace, move forward, do something that is authentically you and good and true imperfectly than this consistent way of trying to get it perfect, perfect, perfect. Put some, yes. you know, the universe loves motion. I really believe in that. So put something out into the world, make sure it's good enough, not perfect, you're not going to get there, and allow mm-hmm. that to be the momentum for the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And, you know, I share this story. I... Uh, I put my book out into the world years ago. I'm not even going to say it was good enough. I did a second edition because I had a bad, bad edit on my book. But as much as I was very unhappy with how that was, and that that was that was not good enough, that could have been better. Um, it got it in motion. It started me working with other authors. It eventually became a second edition. It became a publishing company. Yes. And I do think mm-hmm. when people are holding on to things that are never getting to see the light of day because they're waiting for them to be perfect, I say, oh my gosh, it just has to be good enough to unlock the next phase of your life, because you're not going to get human perfection ever. Yes. And as you're saying, you're talking about moving forward, you're talking about movement, even in the realm of human perfection, we have to move through life so that we can experience Um, different so-called highs and lows so that we can grow and expand. 
when we're stuck in the realm of human perfection, we are all right with how we are right in that moment. Because if we, because we're in the box, right? We Mm -hmm. step outside of the box. We step outside of our comfort zone. That's where the growth happens. That's where we get to let go of the notion that something has to be perfect in order to move forward. I'm just thinking, I don't know why this came into my mind, but there used to be a time, even putting a stamp on a letter when I would do that would make me crazy because I wanted the stamp to be perfect. And now it's just these little details, these little details in the perfectionism that took up time for me. And I, I think that if I had not caught myself that I would have developed OCD or or something like that. Um, and, uh, I'm grateful that in the midst of all of this, I can, I can laugh at it knowing that even if it means leaving some crumbs in the sink, because remember I'm a Virgo, Virgo, Virgo's love order, and crumbs in the sink is not perfect. So even leaving the crumbs in the sink, I will say, okay, I'm going to let that be. I don't have to wash them away right now. Mm. It's okay. Something as, as fine and little and tiny as that. I get to know that I'm always doing my best and that I'm no longer going to be distracted by those kinds of things. Yeah, and that is a good word, distracted, because you can add up all the time and mental energy put towards them things and you could have learned a language. <laughs> like that, that yes. that's something that's something, you know, I always of course we are all aware of time and what we spend our time doing. But I'm hugely uh, aware of how much energy am I putting into that because energy is the thing that I find myself lacking on more than time. It's like, I have the time to do things, um, but do I have the energy? Oh, but did I give all my energy today to that thing that wasn't even important? And with that, I I think about the the people on TV or the characters or even the celebrities that I grew up looking at, the, the person or the character who was relaxed and free and quite bohemian they were the people that I was really drawn to so I've probably Mm -hmm. um I've actively tried to cultivate more of that live and let live attitude but by but by default I would say I'm I'm definitely not I'm definitely not a perfectionist um but I can see a huge virtue in being the opposite of one whereas I'm sure as a Virgo you, you can see a lot of virtue in the person who has it all together. I look at someone that's got it all together and I think, oh, would you chill out? Yeah. Well, not anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't think about that. Um, I, I th- because I'm on this spiritual journey, because I now am very spiritually mature, that's what is important to me. So, you know, when we think about um, divine perfection, we think about the idea that everything is already all right, that everything is in perfect motion, that everything really is whole, perfect, and complete, we say, um, that everything is, is, that the path is clear that I'm moving through, uh, that is before me. That's what I call uh, perfection. And it's perfection now according to the will of spirit, 
So when I think about perfection, I'm not, I'm no longer in the realm of human perfection. I'm in the realm of, of divine perfection, which, uh, and this, this divine nature loves and adores us, um, the way that we show up as long as we are not hurting or harming ourselves or anybody else. Um, and even with that, this divine, um, this presence and this power loves us more than we can possibly imagine. That's the, that's the beauty of that. Yeah, and I really just want to touch on something before we go into what we call divine perfection. And you mentioned before about how you're completely aware there was a possibility for OCT, OCD to develop. Mm-hmm. Or, yes. Uh, if I think about perfectionism, it causes so much uh, m- mental health uh, problems. Yes. It is, and it's the reason why we see so many more cases of uh, poor mental health in the well, the younger generation you go, the, the worse it seems to be because there is a a bigger illusion of perfectionism with social media, with just the way people show up, the way we live so virtually today, which can be, you know, it used to just be that it was the people on the front of Vogue who were airbrushed. Now everyone can <laughs> can give themselves an airbrushing. <laughs> yes. um, so I do think that's really important. And I would say that I know as someone who has, someone who's always cultivating positive mental health for themselves because I know how quickly it can turn for me into poor poor mental health. Perfectionism is something that you have to just treat like if you were an alcoholic, you wouldn't take a drink. If you if you are on a tightrope of your mental health, don't take perfectionism. It's an it's it's yes. an illusion anyway. But going yes. back to your point, do do your best. Show up with the energy you know you have. And that's when you can say, good enough is good enough. Uh, yes. And, and I, I love that so much. Boy, if I had been brought up with that, good enough is good enough. And my parents, you know, my parents um, and I come from generations of slavery. So there was a whole um, mindset that my parents had, that my grandparents had, that my great parent grandparents had. And I think after that generation, um, my uh, great, great grandparents were slaves. So um, the whole idea of, of, as we bring things forward, perfection was, was something that, you know, we had to take care of things because, you know, past generations didn't have it. Or we had to be mindful about how we spent our money because past generations did not have it. We had to be mindful about how we spoke to someone mm. because if we spoke the wrong words or if we looked the wrong way, then someone was lynched. So I make that point to have an understanding that perfectionism coming all the way from my great-great-grandparents to me right now, this is my opportunity now to transmute this energy. I'm grateful for everything that came up in those past generations. And now I get to, because I have the privilege of being spiritually matured, I can create something for me that where I know that I'm always doing my best. And if I'm not, then it's okay. It's okay. It really is. 
and I'm consciously aware of the choices that I make. Remember, we always talk about this. Everything comes down to a choice. Everything comes up to a choice. We are, um, because we are made in the image and the likeness of this universal presence, we get to choose this day who we are serving, what we are serving, yeah. and to serve um, our do our highest and the best always is wonderful. And we do that relative to just doing our best. Yeah. And that is, that is where the divine perfection comes in for me. When I think about um, good enough is good enough. And I'm really going mm-hmm. to see that in the realm of the divine, good enough is good enough. And it's what I was saying about yes. the book before show up, contribute, be there, um, look and you know look good enough um have done good enough have good enough offering to give and yes allow your because um your divine path your your meant to be your your highest good that only needs you to access it at the level of good enough yes. not perfect and that's why we see some you know you know think about some of the biggest movie stars may not be the best actors some of the and most awarded musicians may not be the most uh, critically acclaimed. I, it's it's about no. I showed up. I did my best, and that's the key that unlocks my my highest yes. good. Because not showing yes. up and staying locked away, or because you're trying to get it perfect, the universe, God, divine, does not need it to be perfect. It needs you to show up at a level of good enough to unlock the next thing. Yes, and that's why that fourth. Agreement is so important that it's not about perfection any longer. It's about always doing my best. No matter where I am, no matter who I'm with, I'm always doing my best. That's powerful. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for this transformational conversation. I look forward to next week. Uh, Lots of love. Everyone listening, I hope you've enjoyed this episode, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.